explaining to us the aside, the principle that what a person is aware of through the agency of his senses is a certain uh, vision or yeah, sound or whatever other sense he's using, and a person's mind connects that to what he knows it is. Like I gave the example last week of a king, so it's not that he sees a certain person that in this way he's the king. The person can see the king as a young man, as an older man, and this kind of clothing, those kind of clothing with different features, and all of those he knows that's the same person. Not because he sees in the same way, but because he relates what he sees to what he knows. And therefore what a person sees might be one thing, but it's his understanding of the interpretation of what I'm seeing, which therefore means me to understand something else. And therefore he was going to, the side he was always trying to bring out is that a person can't see the Shekhinah. But what a person can see is something which brings him to understanding the Shekhinah is here. Now he's going to give a second marshal for this, same idea. Um, something which maybe we can understand the science of better. But the principle applies here too. And he says, Dimyanach, another example at this point. In this print is page 12 of the Mammon RV. This is the bottom of the page. Hashemish nira oisa eagle pashat kashira tseno v'tayra. The sun to us, if you can see it, looks like a small round circle. Uh, obviously, something is too bright to look at, but those times when it's covered by cloud, or maybe it's just about to set, and we can see the bottom of the sun, it looks that's like a small circle. Mazhira chamanacha. And when a person can uh, see the border of the sun, so it looks like something which is shining, not, not in too intense a way, that, so we see is a small orb in the sky, which is the sun. But if our circle goes there, even though what we see is something small in the sky, which is the sun, our, our knowledge or our understanding tells us, it's 166 times bigger than the world. As you know today, the sun is much bigger than the world is. What his cheshmer is, I got to 166 times. It's interesting how he got to the mathematics of that. Um, but Emma says, the Ramam says that sure already. But uh, what we know is that it, even though to us it looks small, we know it's much bigger than it looks like. And It's not something which is staying still. The mice is the sun, well, he says the sun's moving, we know it's more like the world moving, but it's not someone which remains still, it's someone which is in constant motion, or someone who sees the sun as providing light, also it's something which is a steady. We know that there's an uh, ongoing, so to speak, combustion, which we can't see, but you understand it has to happen in order for it to provide the heat and the light that it's producing. We don't have the Khushim that can see what's happening on the sun. We can see the light in the sun. We have understanding to know what, what, how we interpret what that must mean. And therefore, based on what a person sees, he can use his intelligence to understand what must be there. But, in order to understand really what's happening, it's not how well a person sees something, it's more like a sudden disciple. And as much as his understanding is complete and can correctly understand what he sees, what's really happening, that's uh, how much he's going to understand the facts of what's going on.
just like he says, the cycle which works for Melachim is Yasek and Yanim Bamuhoyes Ba'atzmam. Malachim also, they don't have to work through their senses to see things. And therefore, he says, they also, they have soga, their ability to understand. Something is based on their understanding of the spiritual koyach inside. We call the thing itself, rather than the means and the agencies by which a person can identify that it's there. I will see if I'm curious here. The one we're going to read is, I will our, our minds, which are based on a physical reality, the Koyach Yuli, is what the Ramban calls the physical Matthias. Uh, it might be the physical Matthias in its most uh, element, elementary form, in its most basic form, but our minds don't deal with forces, our minds deal with or can comprehend physical uh, creation, or physical uh, matter, and therefore, a person can't therefore understand the, the, the emes, which means the, the essence of something. Only through the senses that Hashem gave a person. Which means, And that is, the only way that a person's mind can perceive something is through the agency of one of his senses. Which, if we think about it a bit, we understand that's 100% true. The only way we know about, know, know about anything around us is through our senses. We see it, we hear it, we're aware of it, whatever, whatever sense it's going to be. And now we can know that what something we know, something we're aware of, we can try and understand. But we don't have an, a knowledge of something which exists if it isn't going to utilize one of our senses to, to acknowledge its existence. Something which we can't see, we can't hear, we can't feel, we can't smell, we can't taste. So in what way can we, do we know that it exists even? Our only interaction with whatever's around us that therefore tells us that this item exists as to one of the five senses. And therefore, if we don't have one of the senses, we don't have a means of, of, of being aware of it. Now, Is that true today? That's true today. Besides for the spiritual world, we all, don't we also are we aware of the molecular world? Of the, which we can see. We just need to be able to see. If you wouldn't see it, we wouldn't believe it. Which is exactly the point that I was trying to make. And that is, we don't know of things unless we have some external way of being aware of it. Yeah, the spiritual world doesn't look like that. Because in the spiritual world, we, we don't have a sense which can pick up spirituality. So the fact that it exists is nothing we can hear or see or feel. But then how do we, how do we relate to it? And that's being as the khushim, with the senses that a person has, are the receptors that he has to pick up information about the physical world around him. And none of those senses are things which can pick up Ruchnius. So then that's the case. How's the person to know about Ruchnius? Now, before we answer the question, I just want to elaborate a little bit on this point. And that is, there are a lot of physical things we can't pick up either. It's only because we can prove they exist, because there's something which can identify and can work on it, so that we, now we know that being as these things are identifiable, even if it's not going to be with the, our, our chush, our sense isn't strong enough for it, but we know it's there because we can see that it's something which a sense can pick up. I mean, my best example for that is sound waves. Uh, sound waves which come from the human voice, a person's ear can pick up. But sound waves are at a different frequency. So we know they exist. Radio waves and microwaves and all kinds of other waves which are in the air. But if, if the human ear can't pick them up. And therefore, uh, do people know these things existed or admit that these things existed? Well, not until there was established that there's a way to, to identify them. And then before that, people had no idea that there are other waves 
in the air which they had no knowledge of, no way of. But when you put up an antenna and you hear someone talking, so you have to admit there must be some kind of wave which the antenna can pick up, even though my ear can't. Same thing when it comes to the animal world. Uh, in many cases, animals have a stronger sense of any of the senses than people do, uh, whether it's smell, whether it's hearing, whether it's uh, sight, whatever it might be. And then again, there are things which, on the scale of the human sense, they aren't stronger to pick up. But we see that these things exist because there are there are the receptors there which which animals may have or which machinery might have, whatever it might be, which is aware of it. And it doesn't contradict this principle. The principle is that we can't know things unless there's a way of of being aware of them. And the way of being aware of them has to utilize one of the senses. And if we can't use our own eyes, eyes or our own ears, we're not strong enough. But we can make give our tool a stronger tool with uh, microphones with magnifying glasses, with telescopes, whatever it's going to be, those are ways of improving our ability to understand something through that sense. And if we have machinery which can pick up the sense which we can't pick up, then we know it exists as well. Not because we can feel it necessarily with one of our senses, but because we have a way of showing that it exists, which is using a, a mecha- mechanized form of one of those senses. X-rays, for example. It's just an enhanced way of using this the sense of sight, something a person's eyes can't do, a machine can't, but now it's something which is visible. And the point he wants to say is that a person's mind can't work on something which none of the senses have been able to uh, have been able to identify. And that's the difference we call before the seichel malachim. A seichel of a malach isn't something a seichel which is limited by uh, the intake of one of the senses. It's a seichel which they know they know what exists. And therefore, they're aware of that without needing a sense, so to speak, to process it. Whereas by a person, the only in, in window to information, the knowledge that he has, is through his senses. We've proved this lots of times. It's very simple to prove. And that is, there are people in the world who are colorblind. Colorblind see everything in dark and light, they can't see color. Now, they can know that there is something called color. They've read about it, people describe it, but they've never seen it. And if that's the case, would there be any option of, any possibility of explaining to somebody who's colorblind uh, what, what the color brown looks like, for example? Uh, there's no way to do it. What, what's one going to say? It's dark, it's light, it's rich, it's strong. Or, or what, what? That could be red, that could be black, that could be purple. Which, what do you mean? What, how does that define a color? And there's no way we'll be able to do it because uh, the, the, something basic which a person senses doesn't tell him, his mind will never work out. The color might be an extreme, but you can go to any of the other senses too. A person has never tasted chocolate. So you're going to try and explain to the taste of chocolate. So what are you going to say? It's creamy, it's milky, it's sweet, it's better. That could be referring to anything. That could be referring to yogurt, that could be referring to cheese, that could be referring to ice cream. That could be anything else which would fill the same conditions. And that's the case. Unless the person knows what you mean, because he's tasted chocolate, he knows what chocolate tastes like, he'll have no idea what you're talking about. And there's no way to understand it. There's no way to understand it because any basic information that a person hasn't had his senses uh, to tell him about or bring to his attention, he won't understand. The brain can't conceptualize something that the senses don't, don't focus on. And then he says, but the difference is, is that following that, the person can use his chachma to understand what he's seeing or to understand what he's hearing. Uh, it's not just the sense of can, what, what does he know, what can he hear, what can he see. The second point is going to be is how much uh, can a person process what he's seeing to understand it. 
Two different people, we'll see the same thing. We're not arguing what we see. The only difference is, what do, what do we understand, or how do we understand what we see? We can both look up, we can both see that same white ball in the sky. And just, I know it's the sun. Another person looking like it would be a child who doesn't know it's the sun, he just sees a white, a white ball in the sky. So I'm telling you, no, that's the sun. The sun is power, the sun is energy, the sun is uh, heat. He says, where do you see that? I see just a white ball in the sky. And the answer is, I don't see anything different to you. But I know, because I have information, that the white ball I'm seeing is really something which isn't just a white ball. It's really a star, which is much bigger than the world, which has a tremendous amount of power, and produces heat and energy, whatever it's going to be. But it's not from a different vision. It's from a different understanding of understanding what I'm seeing. And therefore he says, Now, that's, uh, that's his example. He says, "Vavopi shamidas aedu murchokus es la seichel." Now here's exactly you. Even though what the person sees and what he understands could be very far from each other, but that doesn't affect his brain connecting the two. He knows what he's seeing is the sun. The sun is certain properties. Avodah only helps it. Nachmas shelakach mehem raya al chetzen. What you now he says the the example we gave from the sun or something like that, which a person sees by and understands to be something else, is not completely accurate. But uh, it, it helps us because it brings a raya um, from the point we were to talk about. That brings another example, an interesting one. And there is, that's a pikeh, a person who is an intelligent person, masculine, you can see normally, you can understand normally. And what happened is, his, his camel has gotten lost. So he's looking to find his camel. So he's going to ask somebody, have you seen my camel? And the person he asks, uh, which means a person who has cross-eyed, he sees double vision. A person who doesn't see properly, is whatever the reason is, his eyes look separately maybe, so he sees two of everything. So I ask this person, have you seen my camel? So he says, I see, it's the most yes, I see a crochet's are ostriches. And so the Chacham knows, he's saying I saw two ostriches, really what he means I saw a camel. Why? Because he, I know he has, his, his, because his eyes don't focus together, he's seen two of everything. And therefore it looks like two separate things, which he thinks each one is something small, but really it's one thing, just his vision isn't good. And therefore even though he's something, he's seeing one thing, I understand he means something else. I know that he sees double of everything. And therefore, in his limited eyesight, he thinks I'm seeing two things which are both reasonably small. Must be about ostriches. But we know it's one big thing, and therefore, you don't think part, it's really a camel. And therefore, it just appears to be two because I know that his eyesight is defective. But but the, it helps the pikeh by what he's saying because that's what he's saying. I now know where the camel is. I can translate what he's saying to what I want to hear. And I know that even though he didn't say yes, I can see a camel. He says I saw something else. But I know that he has limited vision, and therefore that's what he can see. And therefore what I understand what he's seeing is something different from what he said. 
which is an interesting Russia. And what's his right? What's the name of Shalom Chadad? That's the same way that a person's push and a person's senses work in, um, in relation to his seichel. In other words, the person has to have the seichel to translate what he's seeing to understand what it means. If a person is just going to leave what he sees to this is what my sense of sight or hearing or, or any other sense picked up, and that's what it is, so then it may be mistaken because maybe the sense is, is seeing what it can see just in its physical uh, the barriers of its ability, but it doesn't say what it is. Because like I said, as I mentioned before, uh, a white sphere in the sky, the person doesn't necessarily see that as the sun. He has to know it's the sun. And the same thing over here. So if a person says, yes, this is what I see, so I can translate what I'm seeing is, and understand something deeper with it. And so he calls the chush, which is uh, as a connection to the seicha. Now, where does he want to go with this? Again, he's going to prove the point he said before. And that is, therefore, when it, we say that a person can see something ruchnis, or can see the shechina, it doesn't mean that a person can see the shechina. It's not a physical thing to be seen. What it means is a person can see something which in his ayna seichel is processing what he's seeing. It means I'm seeing shechina, which means I'm seeing something miraculous. I'm seeing a manifestation of a Baruch presence here. But it can't be seen as such. And like I said, this is the biggest side of the Kazari. So it comes to answer a question. A question which the Gemara asks. A question which only the Gemara asks. The Gemara said had very, very tragic consequences. And the Gemara says that uh, Yeshaya Hanavi, one of his devotees says, in the famous devotee, he says, I saw Hashem sitting, uh, he Hashem Yeshev, on Kisei Ram I saw him sitting on an exalted throne. And uh, even Yeshaya was a big tzaddik. We know that his grandson, who was a king, Manasha, was a big Russian. And we know that Menasha was trying to find ways to kill his own grandfather. Because his grandfather was uh, trying to convince the Jewish people to do which is not what Menasha wanted. So what did he do? He says, to, he calls Nishai, the Gemara says, and he says to him that I think you're a Navi Shekhar. Why a Navi Shekhar? Because you can't relate to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu said, the Kibayani Adam Lachai. And you said, Ritz Hashem. So you're doing something, we claim to have seen something which Moshe says is impossible. And uh, for whatever reason, Menashe didn't accept any of Yeshaya's explanations, and the Gemara said he killed him. He killed him. Now, what's really the answer to the question? How could Yeshaya say, I saw a Kaddish Prophet sitting on the throne, and when and Moshe said previously in the Torah that no one can see Hashem in there? And the answer is it's not a stereotype. There are different ways to answer it, but the way that the Gazari seems to be answering it, it's not a contradiction. Uh, Yeshaya never meant, I saw Hashem, especially physically. That I saw Hashem, a person can't see Hashem. What he meant was, is based on what I saw, I understood that Hashem is judging the judging the world on His Almighty Torah of Din. And therefore, this the, this the term seeing is being used loosely in the term of that I can see what teaches me that this is what's happening. That a person can do. That we can see Hashem in the world around us. We can see Hashem in how He treats us. We can see Hashem in how He us. But it's not called seeing Hashem. It's, it's seeing from what we see, coming to a conclusion of what Hashem is doing. Okay, so that's the biggest side. Like I said, the other, the other Rishonim don't answer it the same way. The other Rishonim have different interpretations, explanations of this principle. But that's, a, that's the way that, that the, the din is explained by the, I mean, the sponsor is explained by the Kazari. That's... Therefore, what, what a person is aware of 
is the way for you to understand what is what, what, what the ramifications of what he's seeing is, what the Rebbe's proved to him. This is the second point, and that is just like a Kodesh Baruch Hu made in the nature of a person this ability to transfer between what he sees or he understands what it means, one and the other one. Because a person can see something, two things are very similar to each other, but being as he can tr- understand what he's seeing, he'll understand, I'm not seeing the same thing. I can see a person and I can see a wax model of the same person. But I don't think it's the same thing. I can see, you know, they look very similar. This is a living person. This is just a model. Where, where's the chush, the difference coming from? The fact that a person understands what's that, the difference between somebody who's alive and the replica of the person which is inanimate. And therefore, just like a person can understand the difference between those two things, same thing, I shown creating the person's chokhma the ability to differentiate between what he says, something which is uh, more hidden and something which, isn't, which is spiritual, which isn't a physical thing. Now, what does that mean? So, the Mufajim here is saying, he's talking about the Chush means the ability to see Rukhni things. It's not normally, these things are not normally visible. Because the person works in the physical sense and his eyes can only uh, take in physical facts, physical elements, something which is in the world of Rukhni, something that world doesn't exist and in fact exists around us. We have no way of, of being aware of it. There's a Gemara which says that a thousand should fall by your side and ten thousand by your right. So the Gemara says these are the shading which are always around the person. Now, that means that here in the confines of this room, there's hundreds of these entities called Shadim which are floating around. But we aren't aware of them. We don't deal with them, we don't uh, interact with them, we don't have the Khush to be aware of them. And therefore, the, the insight that something which exists, but a person doesn't have the Khush to pick it up, he doesn't have the sense to pick it up, it means he never knows about it, he doesn't have nothing to do with it. And therefore, he says it's something called the Khush and Nistar, a Khush of things which are hidden from a person's vision, and that way he's able to be aware of these things that are going on around him. Many times it's apparent to us these Nishtar things because we see results. results. Right. So if we see the results, then we know it's there. That's like the Gemara says. It's, we can see the fact that the Shadim around us because of the effect that the Shadim have. One verse the Gemara says, the clothing of Rabban, we're at. And nothing hard physical ever, they're just sitting still watching the clothing we're at. So the Gemara says, from the friction of the shading, always rubbing against them. So I can't see the shade, but I can see the effect it's having on my suit. And the Gemara says that the tzifus, the, the crowding, the being, being crowded, sometimes in the best measures, is because all the shading were there. So once again, a person can't sense them or can't feel a shade, but he can feel the effect of the shading. Exactly the point he wants to say. And he says, same, just like we have these senses, and what the person is aware of, and therefore a person can interpret is aware of, so suddenly you put in a person's chokhmah an erich of the chush and nistar. Which means an ability to be aware of things which are normally rukhni things. Not everyone gets that, but that's what the Nabim had. And therefore, being as he was a Navi, he had a chush, he had an ability to perceive things or to connect to things 
which weren't physical here, and you could, so to speak, in the eye of your seichel, you could, you could sense it. And if we just be Plashem choose, which means in the beam, so he made an, an, eye an eye which is hidden. Which can see things which uh, you can't see in this world. This is a concept that Gemara talks about. And that is that sometimes a person is aware of something without a sense which can see it. That's the Gemara in such a case. The Gemara says that Daniel is with his friends and a Malach came and out of terror all his friends ran away. And the Gemara asks, they went to him, how, how did they know there was a Malach there? What terrified them? And the Gemara gives a very, very esoteric answer. The Gemara says, They never saw, but they Mazel saw. So what does it mean? A Mazel is a certain spiritual level above a person, but what does it mean that they didn't see the Malach so and therefore what? Why were they so afraid? So the way this normally explained is, they couldn't see what they were afraid of, but they got the sense, the feeling of there's something to be afraid of here. And where does that feeling come from? So again, it's feeling a result. And therefore being as they were in the presence of something which is, uh, they used to be afraid of, so they felt that sense of fear, even though they couldn't identify what exactly is it that I'm afraid of. And and because of that, so then there's a, a something which is an awareness, so to speak, which isn't based on one of the five senses. In fact, the person, not on himself, knows where it's coming from. But nevertheless, it's, a, it's what he calls a, a, salad khush, a certain feeling of something ruchni, which, uh, which a person is, can sense, even if he can't pinpoint exactly where the feeling is coming from. The ruchni side of the person sees something which they themselves can't identify. Which we see in a number of cases. There is such a concept, and sometimes the Sikhs all take it seriously. And that is, a person is very afraid of something, or a person who feels a certain impending sense of whatever it's going to be. So then it could be that they don't exactly know themselves why they feel like that, or where it's coming from. It's a concept of Mazlaihu Khazi, which means that there's the unease which comes from the fact that, from the sense of what their Muslim or the spiritual side can be aware of. There's something that they're afraid of, even though it hasn't necessarily come down to the level that that they themselves can see what it is that, 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 that what's the cause of that anxiousness, the cause of that concern. We should trust our feeling. Sometimes, sometimes, it's a, like the Gemara says, and this is like that. It's again, a person can't pinpoint the source, but he can pinpoint the effect. And then the effect it's having on him is something which um, is coming from a sense which he might not be able to identify, but is there. Now, what he's going to say, and we'll see next time in more detail, is that Nebuah works on that sense as well. Which means a Novi, even says, I saw something or I heard something, it wasn't physically in the sense that he saw or heard, but, but, uh, we're talking about spiritual things. But there was this sense of being able to, uh, to, to, to feel that there's an element of roughness here, and the Novi, who was in the higher level, so wasn't just able to feel it, he was able to hear it. He was able to see it, he was able to, in his mind, that see, so to speak. Because that, 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 that concept being played out, and that's really something on the more ruchni level, which, uh, which again, aren't using the physical senses, they're using a counter, a, a contemporary spiritual, a spiritual sense, so to speak, that Kodesh Baruch gave a person. Fine, but Hashem will explain, he's going to explain next time, what the spiritual sense is, and how it affects the person, how it affects the love.